Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day to find deeper clarity into my own gifts and what my soul's purpose is in this lifetime, and I want to bring you along for the ride. She told me as I woke from walking asleep on the lower at night she said on your feet are heavy, your feet stand deeper, deeper than you know, farther than you go, this wild mother. She told me one morning, right, child, you've got to run on my back, farther than you've ever gone before, deeper than you've ever known before, right. Hello everyone, welcome back. This week we're going to talk about the difference between meditation, shamanic journeying, and the Akashic Records, and how you can use each of these tools to connect with your higher self and your spirit guides, and the difference between each. So um, last Friday I had a healing session by one of my classmates in my shamanic um, course that I was taking, and she did a soul retrieval for me. And a soul retrieval is essentially where a part of your soul has broken, is like f- fractured off because it what didn't feel safe in the vessel that you have in this life anymore. And this can happen when there's like a traumatic experience or, um, I mean, it can be as simple as a car accident. It can be like an interaction that you had with someone. It can be abuse. It can be really um, anything. But it's a point in time where your soul feels like it's not safe to keep venturing in your body. And I don't, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but basically we come into and incarnate into this world with not even our 100% of our soul. It's usually around 50% and it can vary um higher or lower depending on what your your um, contract or your goals are in this life. So when I say that the fracture happens, this is already, you come into this body already not whole. So because your soul is out doing a zillion other things that you can sometimes tune into into your dreams and parallel lives. But when I say the soul fractures off, it means it fractures off out of this body, but it's still in this plane. It's just not in in your being. So a uh, soul retrieval is where a practitioner will go in and um, tune into the energy and track the energy and journey to find out where that soul is and to also find out how we can negotiate to have that soul feel safe to come back into the body. So my friend did one for me and um it was around this cocooning or this this bubble that I had created around myself because I had recently just done the hypnosis session and I wanted to see if I had, um, if any parts of my soul had departed from me because of this experience. So that's what the, the session was around. And um, sure enough, in that session, it did come up and... When she journeyed, so the practitioner journeys for the person getting the medicine. And when she journeyed for me, 
she was actually able to see that it was my mother who created the bubble. Um, and I don't know if she did this consciously. I, I don't think so. I think this is her, um, probably her higher self doing this, but, uh, this practitioner was able to see that she actually created the bubble when I was first born. And, um, and then I just kept growing inside of it. So essentially like she goes and, and, and witnesses that interaction. And then she brings, um, there's, there's a contract that needs to be broken. But in that case, for me, I was already, I had already done the healing work. So yes, my soul was coming back to me and was happy to come back. Um, and then usually there's gifts that are, are presented as well that the practitioner will ask you where you want in your body and what, what chakra you want to incorporate it in. But in all of that healing, at the end of the session, she asked me, do I journey? And <laughs> this is like a million dollar question for me because I know I talk to you guys a lot about meditation and that when I'm at the cliffs, I do meditation. And the reason that I meditation has been my form of connection is because it feels like it's not as, um, I don't, I feel like forced I, in, in when I was learning how to journey through my shamanic training, a lot of the time they're guided and I always, you know, it, t it would take me longer to connect to that part of myself. So I always felt like I was behind the, the guided tour of the shamanic journey. And also a lot of the times they use, um, rattles or drumming, which can help with the, the almost melodic trance that you kind of go into. But for me, I felt it was a distraction and I, just felt rushed in it. I felt like the guided part for sure felt too, too forced, too rushed. So I've always relied on meditation. And for me, we've had, I think I've done an episode on this, but essentially it's connecting inward, set, putting the mind space almost, I think I've even said this, like stepping out of your body in the sense of you are not your mind. And, and when you stop feeding those thoughts, they don't have the energy to continue on. So I wait that, I don't know, sometimes five, 10 minutes for those thoughts to dissipate. And then I'm in stillness. And it's in that still place that then I can receive, I call them downloads. And sometimes I go in with an intention if I have something specific that I'm wanting to work through. But a lot of times I just am like sitting there with my heart open, just waiting to see what happens and see if there is any messages or if, if, you know, anything comes through. And a lot of the times nothing comes through. I'm just connected to my heart space and I just like, um, grow that out. And I just enjoy the actual feeling of being in my own body and my own skin and feeling grounded in that moment. So in meditation, it's not like, you're going in for a purpose. You're going in to just clear the mind and have that centered uh, feeling inside of your own body. For me, that's when downloads can come. But again, it's not like there's a specific um, formula and that I always get the answers that I'm looking for. Where journeying, like I said, has always for me felt like 
it just, it wasn't, didn't feel natural. So, um, she brought it up. That was on Friday. And then, you know, over the weekend, I was thinking about it and kind of like, you know, maybe I should, cause I do have some journeying music that you can do that are not guided. And I was thinking about it, but then on that Monday, Richard and I brought the dogs out for a walk. And when we came home and I was walking, I was in front of him. So I was walking up the steps to our front door. And in the middle of this top step was a, a dead hummingbird. And it was like a shock to my system because the hummingbird is one of the spirit animals that we use in, in the shamanic practice. And it comes through the um, Andean lineage and it's very sacred it's a very sacred animal so right away my heart dropped because it wasn't like it was you know something happened to it that I could physically see it literally was just laying peacefully in the middle of the step and I just got this really kind of terrified feeling of this isn't a good sign like what does this mean and um, we let the dogs in and then Richard went outside and wrapped it in a in a paper towel. And we both looked at him and he had the most beautiful colors. His um, his whole neck was like the, and head was this vibrant like magenta color. And his back was just this beautiful like peacock green. And I just felt like I I need to connect with why this happened and why he's here um, so I texted one of my friends from my, um, shamanic practice and I, I sh sent her the picture that I took of him and I said, oh, you know, what, what does this mean? And immediately she sent me, she has all these books on spirit animals. So she sent me all these different, um, definitions of the hummingbird. And essentially the hummingbird, the reason it's so sacred is that in the, um, Peruvian culture, they believe that he was able to hide in the condor's feathers and ride up to the upper world with him unseen and connect directly with source. And if he wasn't, him on his own wouldn't have, I mean, as he was told, wouldn't have been able to fly that high, but because he was like determined to connect with source, he hid inside of the condor and was able, the condor is known to be able to travel to the upper worlds. So in that, in, when he got up to the upper worlds with the condor, he was able to sit on the shoulder of source and be one with source. And from that moment on, he is considered a sacred animal because he's the only one that wasn't meant to be able to travel all dimensions, but found a way to do it. So he's very sacred. The other thing that I know is that he goes to flowers and he collects the nectar. And it, as if you've ever seen a hummingbird, it's almost like they're dancing. You don't even see the wings flying because they're just like these moving bodies. And they spread the nectar. They spread the love. They are all about spreading the love. So um, my friend <laughs> said, you know, I just got this like insight that you're supposed to journey about this. And immediately I said, can you journey for me and tell me the message? And she said, I can, but I think you should. <laughs> and I was like, uh. 
So um, I ended up posting into my um, shamanic practice uh, Facebook group. We have a group and there's, I think, I don't know, hundreds of people in there. And I shared the photo and asked what the mess, what the, the medicine was. And different people weighed in, but a lot of them were saying, you know, you have to journey to find what the medicine is. And eventually my teacher did chime in and said that, um, that he laid down his life and it's a life that is an, and being gifted to me as an extra life in this time. And I mean, that is a beautiful thing to think. And that is a beautiful way to look at it. Cause obviously my mind went right to a negative place when I saw him, but um, because I obviously don't ever want to see an animal that has passed and especially in your path at your doorstep. <laughs> but, um, so then I, the, that day I got an email from my, uh, my first shamanic teacher, Lori, and she was holding a class the very next day that was called sacred journeying. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's, a I mean, everything is a sign. Like Veronica started it with, I need to start journeying. And then the hummingbird, and then the next day, or that day, was Lori's email about she was offering a class about sacred journey. So, obviously, I follow the signs, and um, I signed up for her class. And, uh, I, you know, I went into it with an open heart, because even though I have this pre- um, set idea of my past experiences with, with journeying. I also believe that messages are coming as they're meant to. And that if I am supposed to journey to find out, and even like, it's almost like this was a reason for me to journey and to get into what journeying is instead of trying to force it, like let it flow. And so, um, in her class, like this is, I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase, but this is how she describes getting um, ready to do a sacred journey. And essentially it's traveling between the worlds. And first she says you should begin with an intention. Second is you should journey in a safe and sacred space, which, you know, that can mean setting a candle, um, clearing the space with Palo Santo, um, opening up sacred space, but you want the space to be cleared. And then you should work with a journeying companion. And she suggested you can have crystals and these are all in your thoughts. So you don't have to have like the physical crystal, but, um, you call upon the spirit of a certain crystal. If that's what you want as your ally, you can, um, journey with an animal spirit or your spirit guides. And then you create the place, a place in nature that you want to journey from. So we did two journeys together as a class. And I obviously pictured myself on the cliffs <laughs> and I called in the spirit of the hummingbird. Um, and then from there, she, um, she drummed. And then basically you want to just tune into those. The place is the most important point, meaning that you connect with a space in nature that you feel safe in, and then you just let, let it happen. <laughs> That's how I'm going to describe it right now. Um, but then you tune in with all of your senses. You don't 
it's not just a mind game. It's not just a like downloads. It's a everything like open up to all of your senses because you may get like insights in different ways. Maybe it could be through your smell. Maybe it could be through your um, imagination. It could be through downloads. It, you know, could they can come any way. But we are our own best translators in this process. So what I did is I just was like, okay, I'm going to like lay down my, 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 how do you say it? Like apprehension to the process and um allow so right away the hummingbird came just like my eyes were closed obviously but he just flew right into my face and then just like darted right into the center of my chest and it was like so quick and so fast that I was just kind of kind of blown away and then he showed me that he died to show me myself and that I should be pulling the nectar from my heart and spreading it to everyone. And then we went, he showed me that his spirit is able to transverse or travel to all dimensions. And so right away after he showed me that, then he jumped off the cliff and it's almost like I was riding on his back, jumped off the cliff and dove straight down into the ocean. And then we played with the ocean, um, the fish and the different creatures there and the, the plants. And then we shot right back up into the air and then he went back into my body and then we went up. And then he showed me, not only can we go up, but we can also travel to the core of the earth. And what I realized is that journeying is a way for us to... Get the support that we need in a gentle kind of narrative. And are you doing this by wandering in your with all of your senses open? And sometimes it can be like your imagination. But in this moment where I was really surrendering to the process, it felt like it was real. Like it felt like I could see the, the hummingbird and he was just zooming around and so happy and it felt alive, but it also felt now it felt like a journey. It wasn't like I was just sitting there waiting for a download. It was, uh, let's, I want to show you what I can bring to the, to the equation. If you use me and you journey with me. And now I understand why the, the lore, the legend of the hummingbird is to travel in all dimensions. And it's almost like when you're not in your mind about it or just waiting, you know, sitting there waiting, you're you're like traveling, you're moving, you're like picking up different insights here and there. But overall, it's a feeling of an experience that I think I would never have gotten in a meditation. So what I realize is that that form of meditation is just another way for us to to get out of our mind and to go into that place of play and just allowing and it felt i mean i mean okay i was like crying <laughs> it was very sensor sensational or sensorial i felt it so deeply and i was just i felt so blessed that he did give me his life and and almost like 
opening up another side of myself that even though I had journeyed many times, I just was fighting it for some reason because I, I thought that this is how it's supposed to be and this is the outcome. And a lot of the times that of the journeys that we did in the, the shamanic practice, you were specifically journeying for something specific. So it just felt like not natural. Where this felt like the journey is you're relying on your our allies like I said, it can be crystals, your spirit guides, the animal spirits to show us how they live and to show us what they're capable of and to show us the love that they have for us and also to reflect back to us what we can bring to others. And it just felt magical, to be honest. And I then asked, like, I wanted to understand what is the difference and why, like, why, why is this important. And I also brought up the Akashic records because that's another uh, way that I connect. And essentially the differences are, you know, I told you the meditation, you're sitting there and you're just waiting and you're, sometimes you're going to get something, sometimes you're not going to get something, but it's almost feels like you leave your body into this kind of otherworldly space where journeying is, these are all like natural locations, but you're like, I mean, literally, I was on the back of the of the hummingbird experiencing its life and experiencing the joy that it has. And it just felt completely different where the Akashic records are. If you learn how to read your Akashic records, you're given a prayer to open up the space. And obviously, you are also in sacred space. But you ask specific questions and you get specific answers. So there is no journey to it. It's very cut and dry. There's no downloads. It's more like, I mean, because I channel right or automatic right, it's just very specific. Like you can't um, interpret it. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like black and white. So what I found in all of these practices is that each one has its its um, qualities and its gifts to bring to us in different parts of our lives. Most of the time, I don't use my Akashic records because I'm on the journey. I don't want black and white answers. I, I feel like I'm here to learn as I go. And I will only go into my records and ask if it's a specific topic that I want their um, interpretation of. But I don't ask about myself and I don't ask about the future and I don't I try never to go in unless it's something that I just want a different perspective on. Because again, I feel like I'm here to live the experience. I don't, I want to be a part of the journey. I don't want to be like, look like two steps ahead saying, oh, I know this is what's going to happen. I know this is where I'm supposed to go. And, and part of that too is I don't believe that they're going to tell us the future. I, I think that they may go into the past if you're interested, but they're only going to tell us what we can handle. I know that, but it feels different. It's a different kind of connection. It's just definitely a way more direct um, communication. So I remember before I learned how to read the Akashic Records, I was like, yes, sign me up. I want to know. I want to have just that direct answer. And the thing is, is we can... Um, when you aren't able to do that, of course, you think like, that's why you go to a reader. You want just the straight up answer. You don't want to beat around the bush. You don't want the gray areas. But then you realize that 
the gray and the the nuances are what it what where the magic is. To me, the Akashic records don't feel magic. It feels like you're reading a book. It feels very um just cut and dry. So like what I would say is in each of these cases is that we use these gifts depending on how you how you want to have the answer. And in the case of the hummingbird, it, the journey was exactly what I needed. There's no way that I would have felt the presence of the hummingbird and gone on the journey with him if I didn't journey. I would If I tried to bring him into my heart while meditating, I may have felt his spirit, but I wouldn't have felt the medicine of why he laid himself down on my porch to be there for me, right? So now I can understand that I need to be open to all of these forms for different purposes. And I want to share that with you guys because I know most people talk about meditation as in we all have to silence ourselves to get to that, to get to our core. And I believe that to be true. And I probably still will always use that as my base, like place of silence. But when you're wanting to experience something or you're wanting to to understand something, it's in the journeying that brings you these kind of magical answers. I don't know how else to describe that because again, my mind would have never known that this is the hummingbird's medicine if I didn't go through the experience. And I think that when, I mean, I've heard a lot of shaman that journey, obviously, I, I journey for other people when I do soul retrievals. And I typically, you know, when you get to know your own medicine more, I just allow, I guess, the connection that I have with my guides and the other person's guides to give me the, the downloads. But now I can see why maybe in, in a session, a journey would bring it in a more of a, it feels like more of a nurturing perspective and more of not like straight answers, more like this is where I want to take you. And this is where I feel your soul is ready to go and ready to understand. And it just feels more like a wave versus a here's the information. (laughs) Um, And I know all of these things are going to be dependent on what you have opened up naturally in yourself to receive. But I know that all of these things are exactly the interpretation that we get through our gifts. And our gifts are, are exactly what we are open to experiencing. Another thing that happened this week is I was watching um, a documentary about ayahuasca because as you guys are listening to this, I will actually just be finishing my first ayahuasca experience in Costa Rica. So I was watching this documentary and after the guy, he was in Peru, he did ayahuasca, but then he went and did 5-MeO-DMT, which is, I've talked to you guys about before. It's uh, like, I guess, I don't know, street name is called Rumi. And um, his experience, and he documented his experience, and not only did he document it in words, but he actually videoed himself, or you know, he was being videoed while he was going through the experience, was Although we got to the same place of all is one and experiencing source directly, he had so many visuals and was like experiencing it in such a different way where I I thought back because it's been um, a year and a half now since that happened, that experience happened for me. I got downloads 
And now I can see, and I was telling Richard, now I get it. Like, that's my main thing. I get the, the downloads. I, that's, I get this package of information that just like almost feels like it just goes. And then it's like, you know, all the whole story versus like someone talking to you. And this person that was documenting his experience, he had, he got it through visuals. And then I realized like, no wonder. And I, and then so I text my friend who has also done the 5MEO and I asked him, did you see in your experience, was it visual? And he said, yes. So my point is we each have a main gift and a main thing that you learn to trust and rely on as this is, this is real. This is not me. Cause you know, for me, the downloads are things that I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's interesting. I would never have thought of that. And if you are a visual person, you have to then trust that your insights or your visuals are going to be the keys that you need to translate because that's how spirit communicates with you and how they are able to read or you're able to read their language and vice versa. So in in meditation and in journeying and in the Akashic Records, open up the gifts, open up all of your senses because you'll get them in the way that you normally connect. And, and I thought it was so interesting to see that, oh, even before I knew that I had gifts, I was getting downloads. That's how I received. So in the ayahuasca experience, I'm imagining it's going to be more like a journey and um, but who knows, you know, I'm so excited to tell you guys about it after it happens, but I'm going to just try to allow all of my senses to experience what is meant for me in that experience. And this, <clears throat> this episode is just about really not having judgment about any of these ways to connect and just testing them out. Cause honestly, it's been um, over a year that I have been testing out all three of them and each one has their own place and each one has their gifts and each one is like you discern which one is not like needed for each situation and each scenario because I don't use and I don't rely on any one as my only. So I hope that this is helpful and I hope that you guys... Um, Take the time to really try to do all because I think they all have a place in our experiences and in our connections with our higher selves and our spirit guides. Mm -hmm.